I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And we welcome you to another episode of Mahogany Mammology, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. We want to thank this week's sponsors, Mama Moore Gourmet Popcorn and New Hope Christian Academy for being our popcorn and Prosecco sponsors coming February 23rd to Dallas. If your business would like to participate, hit us up via email at mahoganymomology at gmail.com. Congratulations to Tamiza Johnson, who continued the conversation on Season 2, Episode 1 of Rainbow Mom in our Facebook group. She is our momologist this week and will be receiving a signed copy of Tiffany's book, A Fearless Journey to Motherhood. You can either nominate a mom to be our momologist of the week or help in continuing the conversation by joining our Facebook group. Links are in our show notes and website. Now... On to the show. As married moms, we strive to be the best wife, mother, educator, etc. However, being pulled in all these directions can cause burnout in addition to probably insanity, right? We can't perfect it all, obviously. And I'm of the philosophy that one of these facets have to go. Like, we can be the perfect wife, but like, you know... Our home cooking ain't going to be the greatest, right? Or something like that. So what do we do to make the situation better? Today, we'll be talking with Myra Rollins, author of Acing Motherhood, Failing Marriage. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, ladies. Mm -hmm. So, Ms. Rollins, I understand that you have this fantastic book, of course, and as we read through... um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, if you will. Yeah, I'll do that. My name is Myra Rollins, as you ladies said. I am married to Eric Rollins for the past 12 years, and together we have three children. Um, Kaden is 19, Caleb is 9, and Karis is 6. And um, our two younger kids are adopted. And prior to adopting them, we had probably 10 to 11 in the mix of foster babies. And um, what else? I'm an occupational therapist. Mm -hmm. I like to read and run sometimes. And um, (laughs) sometimes. I feel you. Exactly. And that's about it. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, as Tosh loves to say, we always love diving into it. All right. Um, What's the... Tell us about the premise of the book. Why why should where did you come up with this? Right. You know, just living it. Um, I think that I've always wanted to be a mom. I think that many women will say that that, you know, from early on they just knew they wanted to be a mom. And so when I got the opportunity to make that come to fruition, I was like, you know, it's not easy, but I'm in my groove. I'm understanding it. There is this genuine and innate desire to do well at it. And I will do what I need to do in the way of adjustments and whatever needs to happen to make sure that I'm doing well at motherhood and well by my kids. Well, when the opportunity um, came for me to be a a wife, it was like, "Mm," like nothing about this is natural. And there was not that same innate desire to understand to seek and to adjust, it was actually the opposite that I was like, not only is this not natural, but there was no desire for me to do whatever it takes by any means to make it work. And so in that, um, I understood that unless and until I made those adjustments and I recognized the danger in that, that the marriage was not going to be a success. And I know that many other women share that same, same sentiment. 
Hmm. Very true. Hmm. Very true. So, you wrote this book when again? When, when was the book written? Good question. So like, I wrote the book probably, I don't know, 10 years ago. What? <laughs> really? It started living, like, I mean, two years into marriage, I was journaling this thing, just writing it and writing it. And it was coming out because I'm like, why isn't this easy? Why can't I do this? What is my bent with this? And why mm-hmm. does it create so much angst within me? Why are my ears tingling when he says this or that? And so as I journaled, it was coming to me that, no, it's not just this brother. It's not him. A lot of this is um, your own stuff from from sin and what the culture has told you. And so I would journal, 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 and then I would put it down. And then when I realized I got a book, what happened was I was like, I can't write this book. I can't put my name on a book about marriage because my marriage is not to the point to where I feel I can go tell someone else about their marriage. And I think that was a trick of the enemy, mm-hmm. you know, because— mm-hmm. Most people, when they write a book and put something out into the world, it's not that we have conquered it. It's mm-hmm. just that, hey, we've been there, and this is what I learned when I was there and what I'm still learning. So mm-hmm. when God gave me, I guess, the um, the permission just to say, put it out there. Um, so when did it come out? Good question, y'all. It's been a couple <laughs> of years now. Yeah. 2011. Tw- oh, so, wow. Mm-hmm. So eight years ago. It's yeah. been a while. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing to me. <laughs> she, I'm telling y'all. Like, right like, like, like well, because you know what? I, I feel like it's so much of what you said, and I know we joked about it earlier, but like even the acknowledgments, like yeah. you're about to get the book and like look at me strange, but I'm like, <laughs> I feel like you called me out. You know, I tried you to. You called out so many people just in a, I feel like in a new sense, like right. But it's twenty nineteen, and man, this this is. I feel like for one, the book, new. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The book is timeless, but I also feel like when we, as I can only speak for myself, um, or the facade or the idea of marriage we right. have in our mind mm-hmm. is is all roses, and it's mm-hmm. always supposed to be compliments twenty four seven. It's supposed to be, you know, that constant honeymoon phase, right? And mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully, you know, people had good honeymoon phases, right. but folks don't understand that in marriage, the cliche is, yes, it takes work, you know? Mm-hmm. Not only the work um, of, you know, meshing with your own partner, but kind of looking internally at yourself, and I think For that's sure. probably what, you know, you're yeah. alluding to in your book, mm-hmm. and how, you know, you may have lived with your brothers and your parents or whatever, you know, forever x amount of time so you got married and moved in with your spouse but it's a different thing now that once you move in with Mm -hmm. a completely new stranger almost like if you went away to college and you had a college roommate Mm -hmm. and y'all have to get used to you guys's um habits and things like that Mm -hmm. so for sure and you know and i I wanted to make a correction. I'm like, 2011 did not sound right. I looked at something else in the book. It's 2016 when the book officially came out. Oh, okay. That sounds so much better. Yeah, 2016. (laughs) All right, yeah, but like, you know, when you get married, not only is it like sharing space, but it is like um, sharing yourself, your ideas. Um, It's like oneness. And the book talks about what that oneness should look like. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that, um, not understanding what oneness really means is where we... um, we get caught up a lot of times. So oneness is much more than just, um, oh, we share the same house. No, oneness means that we are going to go in the same direction with the same intensity in all things. And until we can like figure out what that direction is, then we're going to camp here until we decide, yeah. you know? Yep. 
That's right. And that can be from buying French fries, you know, or we're going to go get a salad today. You know, which one? All the way to, you know, what, where we're going to send our kid to school or are we taking this job or should you go here? I mean, it's every decision that you make. Um, and I don't want to sound like, you know, like it's not, it's not a controlling thing, but yeah. it's a, um, a yielding to we're going to do this thing together. Not at all. I think mm-hmm. a lot of my married friends, um, I express that to them. Like we are now that we're married, we're moving as a unit. Like mm-hmm. it's no longer mm-hmm. individual. Sure. And a lot of a lot of my married friends um, had mentioned that. I mean, that's not something that you come and think about overnight, like the next day after you're married. Oh, we're a unit. It's like, Mm -hmm. it took years in the making, honestly, for for folks to realize. like, And how to work. And how to to work work as as a unit. unit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I kind of feel like your book gives more of that how to from the wife's perspective of how to. Because in a way, you did say, a roundabout way was, this isn't about him. Mm Mm-hmm. This is about working on you and you taking a foothold of what needs to happen. Because you can get stuck at him. (laughs) You can get stuck. Talk talk to the mammologist out there about getting stuck on him. You can. Um, Our husbands aren't perfect, and I'm sure I'm getting a whole bunch of amens from our Mm. amen um, online culture. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and we can list about a thousand valid reasons or things that he is not doing that he should be doing and if we focus on that we will never move you know but even if like if if we do it on a percentage style um scale if he is 90 percent then work on your 10 and don't wait on him to fix his 90 before you do your 10 Mm -hmm. and in working on your 10 percent I promise you, unless there is something deeply seated, I had to say wrong, but wrong with him that he needs to really like go to counseling and vet out. But if he's just, you know, a normal guy that has issues like we all do, when he sees you faithfully and consistently working on that 10, he will start to work on his 90. That's just period, point blank. Okay. So... (laughs) Why does he need to see you work on your 10? If we are truly individuals, why mm-hmm. can't he work on his 90 first? Like, why does he need right. to see me? You know, me, exactly. I use that generally as, as a woman, um, you know, for him to act, to act right. And here's <laughs> the thing, this. he shouldn't. Like, right. as, a, as a leader, he should be the one that's out there leading and being fully responsible for the health of the Help of the marriage. But in the book, I use the example of the Titanic. Like the captain, let's say he's asleep in his deck bunk, whatever you want to call it, and the crewmen see that this ship is headed towards an iceberg. And unless I get up and steer this thing differently, we're going to crash into this iceberg and this whole thing is going to go down. The same thing in our marriages. If we look at our husband and saying he should, he's the captain, he should be doing this, and the Bible calls him to do this, and just basic manhood calls him to do this, and so because he's not, I'm not either. You are watching your marriage, your relationship, your family head towards the Titanic because you're refusing to move because he won't. And for me, I just wasn't willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to work on my part to steer this marriage to safety because I don't want our marriage or our family or our children to go down in my standoff, you know? Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> you hear her, but are you're not no, a, like... No, no, no. I'm... I, 
I'm not saying I'm playing devil's advocate, not at all. I'm like, like I said, in joking in Pat and before we taped, I'm like, I felt, I felt called out. I felt <laughs> triggered, you know, when you were in here. So I'm like, some some of the things I am asking really is like mm-hmm. to my own marriage, but I think a lot of my, our listeners probably feel mm-hmm. the same way as well. Right. So, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and I think we all, as they say, get in our feelings about that. It's like um in the book I also talk about deserving. Many times we feel that he doesn't deserve my kindness in this moment. And he doesn't deserve me cooking him dinner. And we use that word. And honestly, most of the time it may be true that he may not deserve it. But that should not be the reason why we act or don't act. Because again, if the premise of the book is, um, look at with our children. How many things do our children not deserve? But we do it for them because number one, they need it. And number two, we know how it would pour into them to give them even what they don't deserve. And we need to use that same philosophy with our husbands that I give him, I give him things and I show him love and I show him kindness even when he doesn't deserve it. It's funny you mentioned children. So why was the book focused on being more of the wife and not and not motherhood? Mm-hmm. Um, because a couple of things that you can't mess with with a woman. If you mess with my kids and tell me about what I'm doing with my kids, it's not going to go well, you know? (laughs) And so I wanted to come out the gate and from the jump saying, this book is not about your motherhood. It is using the comparison of motherhood to show you the difference in how you relate to your husband. And so I'm very clear in the book that I'm not telling you to stop doing anything or necessarily start doing anything as it relates to your children. But I'm just saying, compare it to how you treat your husband and let that comparison in what you find um, adjust the way that you relate to your husband. Because mm-hmm. for me, my my issues weren't in parenthood and mothering. Because like you said, I, I, I love being a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a foster mom for that reason because I just love nurturing kids and babies. So that wasn't my issue. My struggle was with the marriage piece. So that's kind of where how this book was birthed. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Wow. I love it. In your acknowledgments, um, you, you basically give us mothers and wives, kind of self-affirmations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, the world and many times our husbands will make us feel like we ain't doing nothing right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like, I'm tired as all get out. But everything and everybody is telling me that I need to do more. Like, am I crazy or nah? And so in the book, I really wanted to, um, quote unquote, look mothers in the face and just give some validation and say, you know what? I see you. God sees you. God sees your effort. I relate to you. I know that you're tired. I know that oftentimes the results don't reflect your work. And many times that can be discouraging. But I just wanted to say, hey, I see you and I understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that oftentimes when you hear, that's why I love like the internet and Facebook so much. Because like you see this meme and you're like, oh my goodness, that's so funny. Because you relate and you're like, oh my goodness, 
everyone's the same. And I'm not the only one that had, you know, a grandmama that cooked that kind of salt pork bacon. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so the same thing in this book, I wanted women to know that like we are in this together and what you feel sometimes of, I am working with no recognition that I wanted to say, I recognize you because I know what you're going through. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. It was another funny in here that you mentioned. um, When you first, when you were in your beginning stages of marriage, Mm -hmm. you were talking to your coworker. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) My now divorced coworker. That was, oh, the names have been changed to protect the innocent, right? But I was just like, oh, my goodness, when... At first, the the advice that she gave, I was like, yes, yes, and then I and then in that same breath, I was like, no, right, no. <laughs> so she was a very outspoken lady. Um, just in any situation, she would take up presence in the room, and she mm-hmm. was not afraid to say what she felt. And I'm not even sure what I was expressing to her that day because I know I didn't tell her much of my business. So I don't even know how we got on this. Sure. But I shared something, enough to open the door for her to feel she wanted to give me some marriage (laughs) advice. And she told me that every man, every so often, just needs you to tell him off real good. And then after that, he'll be okay for a while. And so it was kind of like that whole color purple thing when, you know, (laughs) when she was like beta. And you listen to it and you like... Maybe that's right. (laughs) And so I heard that comment of like, maybe that's it. Maybe every now and then I do need to like show this dude that no, he can't do this and he won't do this and he won't talk to me like this. But no, I did not work well for her or me. Mm -hmm. So you did try that bit of advice then. Oh my gosh. Okay. Because you you process it like, I'm not going to go curse him out or nothing, but I am going to draw a line and make a stand and tell him um, it doesn't work. Because again, if you're operating in oneness, then if you go in solely saying what you're not going to do to me versus what you're doing is not benefiting us, how can we talk about this? Mm-hmm. It's a totally, totally different energy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the the, the benefit of the oneness. Mm-hmm. Do you mind diving more into that? Because it's kind of like, sometimes I feel like people can be on two separate paths. And how, right. do they, how do they come back together though? Like, Yeah. And you know, like in the book, I talk about oneness and there, it's very practical. I give some examples of how you can create oneness and, and some things that don't create oneness. Um, examples, you can't live two separate lives. Like, it can't be, I have my friends, my church ministries, my mom. I go shopping with her on every single Saturday, and we go here, and we go here, and I'm with the kids. And then he does this. He has his golfing friends, and he has this. And we come together when we do children activities, and so we spend time together. But there is no, when do you all spend that one-on-one time to create oneness to where you are intertwining your lives, you know? Um what did you give up and what did he give up to make room for something else that's shared? So oneness is not like this, you know, thing that's kind of above our head and mystical. It's actually very practical steps that you take to say, hey, how can you and I literally um, intertwine our lives um, to create something different? And it doesn't mean that you 
put all of your individualism out to the side, but it says that we are going to build something different than what we came into the relationship with. And then um, ancillary things are our own side things. I don't know what I say. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the primary thing is us and uh-huh. our oneness, yes. but then we still maintain and hold on to some things that we don't necessarily have to share, but we are intentional about building um, similar thoughts, similar ideas, things that we like to do together. Like, for example, my husband loves John Legend. Like when I tell you probably... I would say there is not a day in my house that doesn't go by that John Legend doesn't play. And because he likes John Legend so much, I now have, I like John Legend just because I'm like, I enjoy sharing this moment with him. And I don't know if that's a good example of oneness, but it's like, no, 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 I I, I understand where you're going. Uh You can still be an individual. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. You have individual stuff, Mm -hmm. but going back to what brought you together. Yeah. And sharing that and trying to keeping that at the forefront, because I feel like what happens is, and uh, one of the pastors spoke about this in, in sermon was we don't enjoy where we are in our life mm-hmm. so if you're single you're not enjoying being single mm-hmm. if you are with children you're not enjoying your children exactly if you mm-hmm. are married you're not enjoying that time with your husband mm-hmm. before you have children if you know depending upon where you are in the marriage for sure you know so i i kind of it's kind of like bringing it all back in terms of enjoy the time that oneness together like figure remember what you had or before you got to like not liking the person at that mm-hmm. moment and going back to that and and enjoying that part, remembering what that was. You can still be the same person and be like, okay, you know what? Yes, you like John Legend. I'm going to enjoy John Legend with you. Exactly. But I'm still going to go to this Beyonce concert For sure. mm-hmm. next week yes. without you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what, you're, what uh-huh. you mean. Yeah, you exactly. can still enjoy individual things, but yeah. mm-hmm. the forefront, the priority is exactly. to, in this case, Enjoy the John Legend. Mm-hmm. Exactly, with him. Yeah. And like if he wants to go fishing and you hate fishing, don't go and cross your arms and roll your eyes and say that I went. No, get in the moment with him and say, because you enjoy this, I enjoy being here with you and watching you enjoy it. Now, am I going to go every single day when you go and stay out for 10 and 12 hours? No. But when I am here, I'm mm-hmm. going to be fully here. Mm-hmm. And so some examples of oneness are like sharing common goals and visions. Mm-hmm. Um, it also says being honest and intimate. Um allowing your husband to be honest and intimate with you creates oneness. And so those are just two or three examples of what oneness looks like. Um, how do you do that? How do you that's allow exactly him? where I was going to go. I, was gonna I know say, I how do you back it? on him, but you know. I know. <laughs> See? Because we, we are who we are, you know. But it's but marriage, like anything else, is personal growth, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's exploring and, and growing like a tree and a seed, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a, just, just to... because you did the whole tree. <laughs> you just left the tree behind. <laughs> but no, it's about getting to know, like I said before, like you're internalizing and you're growing and you're maturing. You're mm-hmm. maturing mm-hmm. individually as well as maturing you know, in a relationship as that I, unit. I love the, that you just said that mm. because the book talks about. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, girl, you said that. Rewind. You. 
like we um we acknowledge and understand that our kids go through stages. Like, you know, he's in his biting stage or his terrible two stage or he's a teenager. And he's going through, you know, puberty. And so because that we understand that they're going through a stage, we give them this understanding and intention about helping them move through that stage. Mm-hmm. And we adjust as they adjust. Mm-hmm. But with our husbands, we don't give them that same understanding that your husband, too, can be going through a stage. His stages aren't necessarily with age, but oftentimes they may be. But it also may be maybe he lost his mom and that has put him in a different stage or he's Mm -hmm. at a different stressful time in his job and that has made him behave and be different. And so just like our kids go through stages and we adjust with them to help them in that stage, our husbands go through stages and we have to be willing to adjust with them and um, pour into them with intention in that particular stage that our husbands are in. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we go through, not so much mothers, but as an individual, you mm-hmm. know, we go through things, right? For sure. mm-hmm. So why do we have that expectation that our partner or, our, you know, whoever, our, you know, spouse or whomever mm-hmm. would not, I guess. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, we expect them to 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 help us or, or support us. Be consistent. Earth, be consistent. Why can't we be consistent mm-hmm. with them as well? Yeah. well easier said than done. It, it so is. I'm looking at, it I'm, is. Look at me. I'm not, here, not, not to say I'm out here dropping knowledge, listeners, please, because I'm not. <laughs> no, you are. You are. <laughs> you know. But, but yeah. I, I do agree because um, cause we, want, we want it to be our way. Yeah. We're being stubborn. But like she said in the beginning, you know, it's not. It's it, it's. The book is about us. Mm-hmm. We're putting the mirror up to our face. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, because you guys definitely keep um, <clears throat> mentioning that, because in the beginning of the book, I make two, you know, disclaimers that, like, listen, I'm not talking about your kids, all right? <laughs> yeah. And then the second disclaimer was, um, I know he got issues. Like, there are other books for that. Other people are going to talk to their brother about that. Other, You know, there's going to be other sermons for that. But this particular book, is not is not saying that those issues with him don't exist, but mm-hmm. we're just not dealing with that in this book, mm-hmm. you know? So we're that's dealing with our issues. Exactly. Because we have issues. Mm-hmm. You, you, you got to admit, you got to have issues. We, you know, I was like, we are, the black woman comes with baggage. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's a whole nother conversation. But, but sure. you know, episode. but <laughs> it's kind of like, how do how do we safely navigate you know, ourselves through that while, you know, with a partner. And that goes back to that oneness that mm-hmm. like yeah. if you all can be vulnerable and honest, mm-hmm. that will help you navigate through that because you can go to him and he can go to you and say, look, I'm struggling with this. And it may be about you and it may be about something else. But because you have created that oneness and that safe space, he can even come to you about you without you getting defensive. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say, okay. Let's listen. Oh, let's figure it out. Look at her face. <laughs> She's looking on the floor. Mel is looking on the floor. She's looking at the the wall. She's looking at the. I say that because you mentioned the key word is vulnerability and openness mm-hmm. and being able to be not defensive and right? not defensive. But, so, but, but yeah, vulnerable yeah. to be open to be. You can vulnerable. be vulnerable. People can be vulnerable, and then when they get you sucker can't be punch, vulnerable. Oh, wait but you, you, can't, you can't be vulnerable and defensive. You know, like exactly. Well, like yeah, nah. by then it's like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's 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 an internal struggle with you. You know, that's the way I look at it. Anyway, if you're that's that way, book is for. But that's why that's why you are. Acing motherhood and failing in marriage. Mm-hmm. 
Just but, saying. Yeah. But, and, but I'm just saying, and I'm not, uh, I don't want to go into like the path of black men, but you know, we people, just people are, we have a hard time just being open, you know? Mm-hmm. Black people don't want to, like, put their business out there in the street. Not to say you need to tell everybody every little bit of thing, um, but we just don't, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. how do we get over that hurdle? That is a chapter in the book about that, too. We're not going to have you recite all the chapters. We just asked you for a little bit. No, what we're going to ask the listeners to do— they got to go buy their book, too. Exactly. We're going to ask the listeners to go and pick up their copy, you Mm -hmm. know, and study it like the Bible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it talks about how we have these girlfriend circles so where we can say, oh, my goodness, girl, my kid is doing blah, 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 blah. Oh, he's getting in trouble at school. What do you think I should do? Hey, when little Johnny was having that problem, what did you do? And we have this safe place that we can just— you know, run things by each other. Hey, get this book or this is what I did. But when it comes to marriage, we don't want to tell people that, hey, I'm struggling here or he's struggling here. What can I do? Can you pray with me? Like, this is the real issue. We don't want to do that. We only go surface. And so because we have not created um, those safe places Mm -hmm. and those safe people, then it goes nowhere except between the two partners involved. Mm -hmm. And when you are in distress, you do need outside people to weigh in and to assist. And so it talks about how to establish those safe zone people. And one of the most important things is that your husband has to know who those people are. Well, yeah. Like, I can't be going telling my business about (laughs) me and my husband to someone that he wouldn't, quote unquote, approve me telling that business to. Yeah, because they can use that as leverage for you, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Um, So it it may not be my best friend. Mm-hmm. She may not be the one that is my marriage mentor or whatever, mm. but it may be, See? you know, an older person in the church that he's like, you know what? Yeah, you can tell her. That's fine. You know mm-hmm. what? You you raised a good point. That's the spirit. I, have a, I am a philosophy like I open the idea of having marriage mentors, mm-hmm. you know, it can be and it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's been 40, 50, you know, plus married, just someone who's been married longer than me. Correct. Who, mm-hmm. as you are alluding to, can help me without judgment. Exactly. And if I'm venting to you, I'm not venting to you on the verge of divorce. I just need to know, like, yo, mm-hmm. he's just getting on my nerves today. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and. Yeah. And that's okay. You like mm-hmm. I, I, as as a friend, I don't want you to be like, girl. You need you know. You, you need, need to go. You, you need, need to bounce. You know, break <laughs> up with break up with him. I'm like, rolling uh, up right now on the car. You so know you what I mean? Your, yeah. No. <laughs> and not to say that we need to be a doormat either in For a relationship, sure. mm-hmm. but it's just a matter of like, yo, it's it's yeah. okay to vent. You know, mm-hmm. we and we have to be willing um, for that person to tell us things that we want to hear in support of how we feel, mm-hmm. and sometimes what we don't want to hear that goes against how we feel. Exactly. We need to have that person who can. We have girlfriends do that. like that, don't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. So. And then we have other homegirls that you know what you were saying who were mm-hmm. like, Mm-mm, "I'm outside with the car running. Let's we bounce. Right. We finna ride." <laughs> <laughs> this, There's this always a few of those. They, yes. and, and ain't nothing wrong with y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Ain't nothing wrong with y'all. Y'all all in my circle. <laughs> y'all know who y'all are. I don't <laughs> have to call no names. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong. <laughs> so, have you have you been um, teaching this book and in, in certain like church premarital 
Classes. I have had some wonderful opportunities. Um, I did a, you know, Concord is a church in Dallas. They have a Proverbs 31 ministry for the women. I did a um, six weeks class there. I also at um, Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, they have um, women's conferences and they have like little workshops. So I've done this workshop there a couple of times. Um, I've done it on smaller scales, just at different coffee shops and things of that nature. So wow. mm-hmm, it's been fun. So. I see this book is very therapeutic, like almost a mini marriage counseling you it know, really session. Is. You know? I call it a workbook. I was going to say, have you had any people who've read your book and kind of given you some testimony saying, hey, we were on the rocks yes. reading this book? You know, you I think the most that? powerful one, and I unfortunately have never met her, but this is the most powerful one that I can think of. Um, I have a friend. She's a speech therapist as well that I've worked with. Okay. <laughs> And um, she said that she went to the dentist. And long story short, there was like a dental hygienist or a dental assistant who saw her book and was like, what's that about? And she kind of gave her a little bit. Uh, She said, hey, it's my friend's book. I can get another one anytime. Here you read it. And she came back um, faithfully on her six-month checkup. And she said before she could check in and sign the registration well the um dental hygienist came running around the corner and was like oh my goodness you like you don't know what you did for me and my husband our marriage is not great but it is saved because of this book I took the first steps and because of my steps and my intention he actually has changed and has been willing to go to counseling and I was like look at God (laughs) wow you know it was such um validation that you know like because like I, said, like I said at the beginning, I was so afraid to put it out because I'm like, I am not anywhere where I need to be in my marriage. You we know, feel we need to be experts about exactly. it before we can teach mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Mm-hmm. Right. Being in the trenches actually is more of a exactly. teaching moment. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. So Nice. Yay. Nice. Ooh. I love that. Yay. I love that. So, so. In reading your book as well, um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you've taken some of these steps and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, was there something, you know, that you noticed um, while taking these steps that, like, helped change with your husband? Yes. Or was anything that was—I don't want to say the term fixed, but what, what, yeah, what got just a progress, better— Yeah, progress. what got in a better space? Mm, I think the first thing that pops out is just um, his, his feeling of safety and sharing what was really on his mind and heart. Okay. Because before he would share something with me and I would, I guess, judge it like in the way that he told it to me. Like if he came to tell me something about work and he would just be, you know, just really upset and high and da 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 da. And I would be like, you need to calm down. There's no reason to be that upset. And he's like, are you kidding me? Like I'm trying to share with you how what was going on with me at work and you're mm-hmm. trying to coach me on my attitude. Like, oh, you know, okay. Uh-oh. So things of that nature. Or so now when he tells me something, I'm not so quick to judge it, but I'm, I, I listen more and I just, share in his experience of it as opposed to me trying to tell him how he should be feeling and oh I can't believe you're feeling that way or you know Mm. and so I've seen that he's um, more open to share his intimate thoughts without feeling like I'm going to critique or judge it Mm. Mm -hmm. okay I think we're all guilty of that yeah always it's so quick easy to do yes Mm -hmm. yeah Because we're also trying to fix things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. At the yeah. same time. But like she said, it, it's it's sick. Like we got to go back to being vulnerable and not trying right. to, you mm-hmm. know, 
be the like, superwoman you know, or the super mom. For or, sure. You know, yeah. It's okay. Like with our kids, how many times, because again, this is the comparison. Mm-hmm. How many times have they asked, asked you like the most ridiculous question? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And you're like, uh, and in your head, you want to say, that is a ridiculous question. <laughs> but you don't do that because mm-hmm. you don't want them to feel like you are not sharing in this experience with them and mm-hmm. you want to help process it with them. So you do. You talk about why the stars hang in the sky. You know, I can't think of a ridiculous question, but you talk about it with them. But the same thing, in, you know, in contrast, if our husband comes and says something that we think is ridiculous or we can't believe that he responded or acted that way, mm-hmm. instead of going into, hmm, let me walk through this with him, mm-hmm. we're so easy to say, that's ridiculous. Hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> As Tosh turns the page. No, um, no, not at all. No, I'm, I'm loving this discussion. I'm really about to um, kind of do the workbook. It's so funny because as I prepared for this podcast and I started skimming my book, I was like, oh, Lord, I need a good refresher. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I think I'm going to flip back to page one myself. So because, I mean, I think that you just move in and out of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. growth. Growth is not. You know, I, I read Michelle Obama's Becoming, and mm-hmm. I think that why it resonated so well with everyone because it's like you're on a continual journey. Like you're never always, you're never there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, I've seen that there are definitely some areas that I could definitely brush back on myself. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. What's um. I know you had talked about earlier about the the foster kids, and uh-huh. I guess at one point I was reading a, an article that there was like fifteen kids over a two year span or something mm-hmm. in the house. How? And I don't know if you had written the book before that, or it sounds like after mm-hmm. it was after. afterwards. So, how if you were to talk to that person now uh-huh. <laughs> yourself mm-hmm. now, what advice would you give based upon the book? Like what steps would you have taken with them with the kids and right. your husband? Like mm-hmm. how, how does someone juggle all of this and for sure. Yeah. So it was closer to about a three year period. Okay. Um and what I would say is number one, organization. As women, that's sometimes easier for some of us than others but for me it's not I'm not a very organized person like I I like to wake up and say what do I need to do today but when you have kids and especially a lot of them you have to be forward thinking or else you and your husband will be two ships in the night and the only time that you cross is when you're doing something for with the kids Mm -hmm. and so you have to be very intentional about okay I'm going to schedule a date night. I'm going to get this babysitter. And so that leads me to another thing that you have to do. You have to get a trusted babysitter. I've met some moms and I'm not that mom who just can't leave their babies with no, I'm not her. I have about <laughs> five or six people in the rotation and we will drop them off quick. We the same way. Man, <laughs> let me tell y'all. I'm not that one. You know I'm not. Not even, but side story. I have four babysitters. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you they have all dropped down, Ooh. they have all dropped off one way or another. I'm so sorry. So now I have to, you know, and it took me, it took me a whole year yes. to get those. A pipeline. A, uh-huh. right, of folks. And now I have to start all over. Right, I'm like, right, uh, right. If y'all don't know any good babysitters, holla at Tosh. God, um, you, you can't have mine. You can't have mine. <laughs> <You're>, she said <laughs> uh-uh. 
Because I, I know she's reliable, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I have one. One. That's all that's left. I was mm-hmm. like, out of the four. And it had even gotten to a point to one time where I had planned my babysitting out for three months in advance. Wow. Mm-hmm. You don't people I don't like. Because you know, I'm somebody, I'd be like, so what are you doing at like tonight. six o'clock tonight? <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, I'm busy. I'll be yeah. like, mm-hmm. and you know, I haven't Party stuck with city. that. But <laughs> no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just not forward thinking. Right. <laughs> and neither am I. But you know, when you're when you especially with smaller kids, you have to be intentional about that. Cause you will look up and like, who are you, sir? And how do we get here? Mm-hmm. You know? Cause mm-hmm. these kids will absorb your life, you know? So and I also limit activities. Like, my kids know they have one thing. Like, we're not doing um, baseball and Boy Scouts at the same time. Mm. We, you pick. I leave it to you to pick. Mm. And that's all that we do. You know, because if I'm, you know, with three kids, if we're doing multiple activities for each of them, like, it just gets crazy. Mm-hmm. So Then you would never see the mister. Exactly. Mm. What's um What's his thoughts on the book? He actually thinks and... Um, he thinks it's a great premise, and he is so funny. You have to be careful with those dudes, man. When you, <laughs> <laughs> when you tell them I've been in the Word and God has told me this, and you share it with them, and you're trying to be vulnerable in one, he'll easily say, mm. "Now, when you wrote that book, it said the da 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 da." No, he didn't. And you're not doing the da 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 da. And so I'm like, show your eyes. So it's I like, actually, you can be like, God, God is working on me. Exactly. He ain't done with me yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he he definitely thinks the you know the book is great, and that yeah, he's like, man, that you know some really deep content, and you know he he will often see the areas in which I'm working on and gives me some accolades for that. But then he is definitely in no um, stutter to tell me when I have not acted upon a principle that I myself wrote for wow. sure. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we okay, get the hand sir. claps like what? The clap exactly. back. Okay. I would love to see kind of a male side of this book. Yeah. Is he writing one? Has he thought about writing a male side? You no, know, he hasn't. I don't know if I want to let him know. Oh, okay. <laughs> We'll erase that. Yeah, no, no, edit that out. No, oh, Lord. <laughs> no, but I would. I really would like to see like a man side. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Acing fatherhood, failing marriage, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Yeah, something. I'd say nothing. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. Where, where were you going to be at next? Are you going to do any um, other like uh, conferences or anything? Yeah, What's you coming know, like, up for you in 2019? Sure. You have a lot of speaking engagements just loosely on the docket right now. I'm doing a lot of. um some new gigs with like teaching. I'm an actual occupational therapist, so I have doing some little um, programs. But as far as related to the book, um, I'm definitely going to be um, doing some online things. Um, so just follow me on my Facebook at just Maya Rollins, and that's R O L L I N S. And I'm thinking about doing like an online course coming up. So. Oh, that'd mm-hmm. be awesome! Yeah, and definitely if you want to get a head start on the book, you know it's available on Kindle, and you can order through Amazon. Or you can catch me because I ride around with them in the back of my trunk as well. Oh, so. <laughs> do you have extra riding. copies now? Look at me. You know what? I probably got that do. square I look. 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 <laughs> really Speaking of books and speaking of copies, um, for those of you who um, have access to or like 
Facebook. We do have a Facebook group, so you can continue the conversation um, there. And we're actually going to be giving out um, a signed copy to one of our momologists in the Facebook group. So we appreciate you doing that. I definitely pray to bless you. So, Miss Myra, we thank you, thank you for giving your wisdom, talking yes. about the book and all of that. Yes, so, we definitely thank you appreciate for you. Me. It's yes. been fun. Good deal. Good deal. Mm-hmm. All right, mammologists. So, please check out additional resources, um, information about our live event, sponsor information, and links in our show notes where you can find out more about Miss Rollins, um, our topics, and the bio. We also look forward to giving out that signed copy of Miss Rollins' book um, to one of our Facebook group mammologists. We ask that you rate and review this and other episodes or send us an email at mahoganymammology at gmail.com. Then, of course, continue the conversation via our Facebook group, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Until next time, I'm Tosh. And I'm Mel. And we thank you for listening to Mahogany Mammology. Bye-bye.